What a customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Food and Beverage Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Going out to eat has different varying levels of quality and prestige, but as you climb higher on that quality ladder, one of the constants that I think everyone can agree on is people like to make a reservation. Booking a reservation is an intrinsic part of the customer experience, making them feel like they're valued and getting a personalized, tailored experience before they ever walk in the restaurant. So why are restaurants still outsourcing their reservations to third-party softwares? And why is it now, more than ever, crucial to use reservations as a way to reach and engage your customers? Here to give her perspective is Mary Beth Shepard, Senior Vice President of Seven Rooms. Mary Beth, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm thrilled to be here. So let's get a little clarification first um, as we jump into the podcast. Uh, What you're coming on the podcast to say is that restaurants need to encourage and engage through direct reservations, not just reservations in general. So what differentiates a reservation from a direct reservation? That's a great question. And I think it helps to take a step back and look at sort of the reservation landscape um, in total. And as you can imagine, and people still do it a lot today, one of the main ways to make a reservation is by calling the restaurant. You would pick up the phone, you would dial in, you would say, I'm interested in a table for two, what do you have on Saturday night? Uh, About 20 years ago, the shift online really started. And over the course of those 20 years, um, a vast majority of reservations have moved online. Certainly, people are still calling, but you know, millions and millions and millions of people every month are making reservations for a restaurant online. And as part of that evolution towards online reservations, third parties have popped up to help facilitate that process. And they've done a great job. Um, In fact, some of the early aggregators of restaurant reservations really helped facilitate that evolution in a way that was really positive for restaurants. Most consumers are starting their search and discovery process for restaurants on those search channels like Google and social channels like Facebook and Instagram. And because these new channels have sort of diversified the way a diner can discover and interact with a restaurant, um, it has sort of shifted that model. So today, a restaurant has more opportunity than ever to connect with those diners directly online. For example, 20 years ago, restaurants didn't even have a website, right? So these aggregators really provided a huge benefit because there was a place online where you could go and make an online reservation. So fast forward to today, restaurants have a website that can accept online reservations. You have a social profile on many different networks. And perhaps most importantly, you have a presence on Google which can mean you know, that Google My Business card on the right-hand side of your screen. It might mean you know, paid search ads. It might mean the organic search results. And that's another way that you can you know, connect with those diners. 
So when we talk about direct reservations, it's about enabling a restaurant to connect directly with diners wherever they're looking for them. And the reason, just to, to get to it up front, the reason a direct reservation is so important also is because it enables that restaurant to collect the full scope of data about the reservation, including the guest information, guest contact information, preferences, dietary restrictions. And by being able to start that process the moment a guest books, it sets the restaurant up for success the rest of that sort of guest life cycle for personalizing service and marketing uh, and sort of all future interactions. Right. So if direct reservations are so important, why are some restaurants still using third-party softwares or, or using other websites or hosting aggregates, like you said, to book uh, their reservations? I think today these, these other services still are great online marketing channels for restaurants. They provide a service and they've invested in developing their consumer network for decades and they spend you know millions and millions of dollars on advertising. Um, so I think it's a meaningful channel for a lot of restaurants. Uh, but what we believe is that these restaurants need to be diversifying and ensuring that they own their own channels when it comes to social, their website and Google specifically, and to sort of um, not seed those channels to a third party who you know, seeks to own that guest relationship. Right. And I'm sure, you know, this goes along with any sort of small business venture. The people behind it have the ideas, they know how to execute, but often the digital side of their business can be a, a minefield, for lack of a better term. It can be very difficult to navigate and to conquer, to know where to start with your website, to know where to start with maximizing your digital marketing and making sure that you're reaching customers on all your channels. So I can definitely see why why it's important to own your channels, but also why it can seem difficult for a restaurant owner, um, at least at the very beginning. I think you're exactly right. I think the truth is most people get into the hospitality business because they love to entertain and host and they're about the food and they're about the experience and that you know, for a long time, restaurants have essentially outsourced a lot of that marketing capabilities. But now that they're available to them directly, restaurants are still learning them. They're still getting comfortable. They're still exactly as you put it, they're still learning how to use them and be effective with them. Um, some other industries perhaps were are further along on that curve. Uh, the good news is there's tons of opportunity out there for those restaurants who are investing the time and energy to really master those digital channels. So you sort of already mentioned this, but let's turn the conversation to the customer. What is the current landscape like for restaurants that offer reservations um, to try to engage their customer base? So really, what, what are customers looking for when they go online or when they pick up the phone to book a reservation? Well, you know, just to, to put it in context, you know, a lot of restaurants actually accept reservations uh, because it's actually a helpful operational tool for them to manage their restaurant, to pace the covers and the flow of traffic coming into their restaurant and their, so their kitchen can be productive. So reservations are 
a really a great tool for a restaurant to understand you know what to expect for that night how they can plan and how to you know effectively have a, a well-oiled machine because the operations that go into a restaurant are you know they're complicated and i think unless you sort of worked in the hospitality space it's, it's hard to understand that magical dance that they do um, to make it all look so seamless um, but one of the things that's changing and you know technology has sort of been the driving force and technology has seeped into every area of our life. And when it comes to hospitality, the changes in technology have really impacted the diner, the guest at every step of the way. So now, you know, people are searching and discovering restaurants online. For example, Google, Facebook, all of these channels are you know, seeing millions, if not billions of searches and posts related to food every month. Um, and so that's the first change. The second change is that technology has enabled this sort of personalization in every aspect of our life. So, you know, for example, Netflix, you go on Netflix and the entire front page is personalized based on, you know, your past viewing, you know, Amazon recommended for you. And the third thing I would say that's really influencing diners and changing how operators are thinking is, is the whole social explosion and, you know, People are sharing their experiences with the world the minute they have them. I mean, it's a very common you know, thing right now. Everyone sort of jokes about in the hospitality industry, but there are some people who take so many pictures of the food for Instagram that by the time they eat it, the food is cold. But the fact that they're sharing that experience on Instagram in reviews on a Yelp or on Google is heightening that experience for them. And, and it's making it... Uh, you know, something that they can enjoy time and time again. And for a restaurant, the way that they can, you know, get in front of that and really harness that is by taking advantage of those same trends themselves uh, around technology and data and personalization. Uh, and again, a lot of that starts with beginning that direct relationship from the moment a guest books. So you mentioned personalization. I think that is a really, really big point. Most sort of in-person experiences now in retail or hospitality or any other industry that really puts a lot of value on the brick and mortar experience, they're having to turn to the experience as being what drives people to come to their store. So having something like direct reservations to help push that experience forward is pretty crucial. How are you seeing different restaurants utilize direct reservations and the personalization of those direct reservations to better engage their consumers. In direct reservations, the reason that's important is twofold, right? If people are already looking for you as a restaurant, you don't need to pay for that reservation. So if someone is searching for you on Google, if someone is searching for you on Instagram or Facebook, let them book directly with you and you don't need to pay a cover fee to a third party aggregator. Um, the second piece of that is by offering being able to sort of connect directly with those guests, you can segment um, your offering. So we work with a lot of restaurants who will sort of open their books first to different segments of their customer base. So imagine this, imagine New Year's Eve, you want a table at a restaurant, and so in this very hot restaurant, and many other people do too, at, at that restaurant, you may want to offer first access to those reservations to your regulars to your high spenders, uh, to people who have given you a positive review on social. 
Uh, and so restaurants can sort of use that direct connection with their guests to, you know, offer that better experience. Imagine you leave a review for somebody on social, the restaurant can reach out to you and say, oh, I'm so glad you had a great time. Thanks for the positive review. We'd like you to come back with your friends and have some around a champagne on us to celebrate, right? So by having that information, by having that direct relationship, having that data all tied together, the restaurant can use it in really powerful ways, both in service and in marketing to get those guests that come back time and time again. And because, you know, when I'm traveling the country and talking to restaurants, you know, one of the things that comes up is that every restaurateur wants to make every guest in the room feel like the most important guest in the room. So very tangibly, too, when you talk about direct reservations and the data you can get from that, I imagine that the technology can get sophisticated enough to where it lets customers input some of their preferences for food, um, like you said, dietary restrictions. And then once they're done eating, sort of compile the data of what those people ended up ordering. And then when they make a reservation the next time around, maybe they're also hitting them with, here are the specials of the day, here are some things that we recommend, you know, when you come in, you should try. And then, you know, getting them thinking about the experience before they ever step in the store. Are you seeing this sort of channel owning and personalization of the reservation make its way into the dining experience in that way too? Absolutely. One of the great things about a guest going directly to a restaurant, um, imagine that a restaurant, and a lot of times the reason the, the third parties, uh, these aggregators don't always make the same level of uh, putting the restaurant's brand forward um, because it's contrary to some of their own business models. But for a restaurant, their brand, their creativity, anything they want to do is possible on when they're in charge of it. So imagine that you want to go to a restaurant this weekend, you're celebrating your anniversary and you navigate to the website and maybe the restaurant wants to offer uh, different experiences. Maybe you want to choose the patio seating. Maybe you prefer to sit on the rooftop, right? Little choices that by, by doing it in advance, tells the restaurateur something about the experience you're hoping to have. Now walk, walk through this with me a little further. So now you say, I want to sit on the patio or a table of two. And you know, this is newer for the restaurant industry, but it's been around forever in travel and airlines. As you're checking out, perhaps the restaurant says, oh, well, let me offer you some upgrades. Would you like to have a, a cold bottle of champagne waiting for, at the table when you arrive? You know, Mother's Day is coming up. We see a lot of restaurants doing sort of reservation upgrades. This time of year, would you like to have a, a box of chocolates waiting for your mom? Would you like to have a bouquet of flowers? And these upgrades are different. I might not choose it. You might choose it. And all of this stuff before you even walk in the door is personalizing that experience for yourself. It's telling the restaurant more about the experience you want to have. Now, couple that with exactly what you were talking about, the, the very tangible like dietary preferences and things like that. Yes, uh, FYI, I have a peanut allergy um, and you know we're vegan, right? So also being able to share that information in advance helps the servers, the chefs, the back of house staff, everybody be prepared. Um, one of the things I think 
people overlook in the beginning when they start to think about the power of guest data and these sort of direct reservations and the impact of them is that collecting this information in advance is super powerful for tailoring the service and marketing as we've been talking about, but there's really cool operational benefits as well. Imagine knowing in advance that half of your guests, that's an exaggeration, let's just say you're having 15 vegans join you on a Saturday night. Well, perhaps that weekend special should include a vegan dish, right? Or perhaps you can reduce the number of prime ribs you're ordering. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it tangibly affects the day-to-day -day operations of the restaurant beyond just engaging the customer, beyond just creating loyalty for those customers. It, it could actually make how you uh, run the kitchen more efficient, and that is invaluable because the, the cost reduction on decisions like that that can improve efficiency in the day-to-day, the -day, that's what really matters in especially um, an industry as volatile as the restaurant industry. Once people get a taste for the power of data, right? I mean, I, I've seen this in my own career and sort of in the, the tech and hospitality industry more so, but like once you start to see some of the benefits, it's exciting and you want more data. And the more data you get, you can you know, put it together with different sets of data and get even greater insights. You know, one of the things um, we see now is imagine combining some of this data set. So think about this reservation data that we're talking about, understanding where your guests are coming from, which channels, right? So are they coming from Google? Are they coming from Instagram? Are they coming from OpenTable? Are they calling me directly? You know, how much does it cost for me to acquire a guest in that channel? Uh, once they come in the door, which channel provides people that spend the most money? So that's sort of the reservation data set. Now, combine it with perhaps, uh, let's think, review aggregation data. So looking all your online reviews, right? So your reviews from Google, from TripAdvisor, from Foursquare, from OpenTable, uh, Facebook, you know, putting all that data together and being able to analyze trends across both of them, you're able to get really powerful business insights that you didn't have before. You're able to see things like, okay, why are Wednesday lunches rated so poorly? Uh, what's, what's happening on Friday nights that everybody is leaving us these hugely powerful, you know, positive reviews Friday more so than Saturday. And you're able to say, okay, well, let's dive deeper. Let's put that data together. Let's look for those trends. Um, and that's just one of the ways when people start to use the data, they start to get hungry for more of it. And, you know, putting that data together is, is really where some of the magic happens. So I think we can pretty tangibly say direct reservations are very useful in the restaurant industry, um, not only for the operational benefits, but the way that it can engage customers authentically and give them that personalized experience they're looking for in every aspect of their life. Do you see the technology and the value that powers direct reservations for restaurants having that same impact in other areas of hospitality? And are you seeing similar methods that are now used in restaurants start to leak their way out into hotels and, and other experience and hospitality-driven industries? Yeah, so that, that's a very interesting question. So most people actually are a little more familiar with that concept of like, 
booking direct from the hotel space. Um, and actually the hotel space is a little further along. So you, you may sort of be familiar with some of the, they're called OTAs, these online travel agents, which also popped up, you know, a couple decades ago. And a guest could travel to one site and sort of see what was available. And again, in the beginning, it really provided a huge service to these, to these hotels because it was allowing them to reach new guests, you know, giving them a way to sell more inventory. Over the years, what happened is that hotels began to see that those extra reservations were coming at a cost. And the cost was they were extraordinarily expensive, eating into their margins. And second, they were preventing them from creating these really strong, direct, personalized relationships with those guests. And hotels, many of the large hotel brands now actively promote this concept of book direct for a discount or visit us directly for the best rates and you know custom offers. And so now I'm, I'm a very loyal uh, hotel and travel customer. And the same thing is starting to seep into restaurants where you know diners are beginning to understand that you know booking through a third party comes at a cost to the restaurant, both literally in terms of cover fees, but also the restaurant is then robbed of the ability to provide this super personalized, direct and uh, hospitable experience. You know, they're really starting to uh, grasp onto the concept of guest data to use it for that in-service experience and to drive loyalty um, and repeat visits when a guest leaves. Which is all really exciting because I know I'm I'm a big movie goer, so if I'm going to my my cinema slash eatery and they can personalize my experience even more, well, I'm definitely going to be a more loyal customer. So, um, you know, there's there's so many little added bonuses to keeping reservations in house and being able to collect that data and use it tangibly, um, almost to the point where it should be a necessity. But like we mentioned at the very beginning, it can be sometimes difficult to maximize the return on on that kind of uh, investment, right? On making it in-house and, and figuring out how do I make my website appealing for this or how do I even begin to break down all of this data and make actionable decisions for my customers. So how are companies like Seven Rooms helping bridge that gap for restaurant owners? And what would you say are some of the the simplest but most important tips for as they implement some of these more direct channels for reservations? How do they maximize those and and turn them into benefits? I would say that the first thing for restaurant operators to do to get the biggest bang out of the potential for data and direct reservations is to think critically about their technology stack, what's in there today, and considering where they have gaps and, and thinking hard about how they fill those gaps. And with every decision, there are implications, right? So I would encourage operators to really ask the hard questions of technology providers. Uh, what is your stance on integration? Do you have an API? Do you make it available? How are you supporting? How exactly do you as a business make money? Uh, you know, what is your five and 10 year vision as a company? You know, we see a lot of times in the hospitality sector where uh, companies will offer a very low cost product only to jack the price up several years later uh, once they've sort of gotten their critical mass of customers. So it's important that restaurants really vet the provider, make sure you share in their vision 
understand their philosophy, um, talk to other people using the product, uh, understand everything about it because the technology provider that you choose will really, it could make or break the, the technology implementation aside even from the functions of the actual system. Um, when it comes to restaurant reservations specifically and sort of the concept of a reservation seating and you know marketing and guest engagement tools, I think it's important to ensure that your systems all integrate with each other. Make sure that that POS data is not sitting only in your POS. Make sure it's usable in your reservation system, that you can get it plugged into your marketing systems. It's critical that you're understanding that these systems meet all the, the, the compliance issues which are skyrocketing. You know, is it ADA compliant? Is it GDPR compliant? Are your payments PCI compliant? Because those are the little things that'll jump up and cause a big problem. Particularly we're seeing like with PCI compliance uh, in nightclubs with chargebacks and things like that. They're critical. You have to make sure that you're checking the boxes on all the compliance areas. Um, and you have to make sure that what the company is selling, you know, their vision of what they're selling, the rubber meets the road in terms of does the product accomplish that for you. So for us now thinking about seven rooms, we what we offer uh, enables restaurants to create this unified experience, this very connected guest journey. And it starts by helping restaurants prioritize direct reservations for their own channels. So we plug our restaurant operators into the booking channels they care most about. That includes paid and free channels. And certainly we work with our operator to prioritize those free channels, right? Google, uh, Facebook, their Instagram channels, their own website, um, potentially plugging them into concierge networks. Um, and others, and then helping them manage the restaurant on the inside. One of the things I think um, people on the outside overlook when it comes to a really great reservation and seating management platform is how does it improve the operational flow of the restaurant and really smart seating management tools uh, will actually help you maximize covers in the restaurant, improve turn times, and have a smoother flow to your evening with things like predictive wait lists and an auto-assign algorithm um, that really helps you get the most out of your seats in the restaurant. And third is, how is this all connected to marketing in a really smart and intelligent way? Um, and for us, we're creating this, we have it today, it sounds like we don't have it, but <laughs> Um, our restaurants are taking advantage of today that we can support that entire guest journey, uh, helping them turn a first-time guest into a regular by facilitating that relationship by using that data and that personalization across, across the experience. So things like that might include um, emails. We have the capabilities for helping restaurants with things like uh, experiences and upgrades and special offers um, for they're very targeted customer segments. So restaurants are doing cool things. They're super creative people. Um, and we're sort of helping make them bring those things to life in a super efficient way so they can continue to increase the, the experience they're delivering to their guests. I'm glad you keep bringing it back to the marketing angle because that I think is the most exciting and flexible um, added benefit you know, the the options for what you can do with that data and how you can turn 
a reservation tool into a really cool and authentic way to blast your customers with deals or, you know, um, send them little bonuses because they did leave a positive review or um, even making the layout of the reservation sort of change depending on who is clicking through. You know, if they know that Bob in whatever city always orders the steak and not the fish, then, you know, the layout of the reservation, I don't know, even has like animation or has um, graphics or has um, little little hints or um, pushes in the way that it lays out how you book the reservation that, you know, is tailored to Bob the meat eater. So it's just, it's really cool to see how this technology can influence the marketing angle and the added bonuses for the reservation beyond just the fact that, you know, you're getting a better reservation and you're getting customers to engage with your company and your restaurant directly. So it's it's all an exciting time for restaurants for sure. And I know this is just the beginning of these conversations um, because the, the technology changes consistently and there is always something new around the corner and there's always a new use case and a new creative implementation for something like direct reservations. So Mary Beth, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the podcast and giving us your insight on the power of direct reservations and how restaurants can look beyond just the reservation to find some really valuable added benefits if they choose to get their customers engaged directly. So thank you again, Mary Beth. It's been a pleasure getting to chat with you. Thanks so much. This is a lot of fun. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you like what you heard and would like to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.